This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Swans Cast. And the season has finally kicked off. We finally had a competitive match of football uh, played by Swansea City where we went away to Rotherham, who came up from League One last season, um, to kick off our season. And I'm joined by Lee today to talk about it, so welcome back, Lee. Hello, hello. How, how are you feeling now the football season is officially kicks off? And obviously Premier League this weekend. Yeah, better. It's back, isn't it? You, you wonder what you did for your weekends before. I was just like, oh, it's back. Thank God, stressing over my fantasy team all week. Changed it about four million times, so I just need the deadline to come now, so I can't change anymore. When is the deadline? Probably tonight, is it tomorrow night? Probably. Fr- yeah, fr- tomorrow, Friday night, half six yeah. before the Arsenal game. I'm going to do mine now, and I did just renew our Super Six League, which it's just there for a bit of fun. I know I didn't Don't actually you? check in that often last season, but you know, they they start. I like I like they start with a Friday game, but they should definitely have more Friday games going forward. Friday night games, class. Yeah. It's like you finish work and got something to look forward to. And they should have like the champ, the champions against the the championship winners as the first game every year. That would be good. So I actually. remember one year they had Liverpool. We had that with like our first game was against Man City, wasn't it? After they won the league, but we were yeah, the champions. Do, we were the playoff winners. I think they should do that every year. No, I think they won the league that year that we came up. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they signed Aguero. Yeah, they signed Aguero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they should do chat. They should do title winners against the playoff winners or the championship title winners. Should be the first game on the Friday night every year. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting. I like that. And it, it's nice to have football back after we didn't get a World Cup this summer. We got robbed of that by politics and money <laughs> and weather. Controversial. Uh, well, maybe it's not actually. It's more controversial that it's not happening in the summer than it is to say that it's not happening yeah. in the summer. I think. Um, but there we go. At least Wales will be in it this time. Um, when is it November? November starts now. Yeah, we have a weird one, weird season. But obviously, we're here today to talk about the Swans. Um, another season's kicked off. But before we get into it, as always, I'd like to ask every one of you, if you don't mind, please, can you click that big red subscribe button down there somewhere underneath Lee? I think usually it's down there. Um, if you can click that, really helps us out. We really want to get to a thousand subscribers this season. Um, first goal will be 500 and we have said for a while when we get to 500 we're going to do a giveaway of a Swansea shirt we're looking at the, th- the third kit probably um, obviously we'll get the size correct to whoever wins it but that's what we want to do so when we get to 500 we're going to do a giveaway so click that big red subscribe button um, if you don't think you've got a YouTube account then it's, it's any sort of Google account that you have that you can use to subscribe and always as well, if you do like what we are talking about, click the thumbs up because that helps more people see the video, which helps us grow. And let us know in the comments down below um, what you think about what we've discussed. How would you find the first game of the season? Russell Martin's style of play um, after he's had a preseason, is it more the same? Does it look like 
we've got better things to come this year, let us know. And obviously, whatever we discuss about for the rest of the video. God, that's, a, um, that's a good sales pitch. Well, I hope so. We'll see if our numbers <laughs> go up. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get straight into it then. So, as I said, our first game this season was away at Rotherham. Um, I think I said 2-1 win, and you might have said draw, did you? I think I said 1-0. Yeah, it. well, the draw was the correct result. However, I'm going to put my neck on the line and say I got robbed by a, <laughs> yeah. by a Michael Oberfemi sitter that I don't even know how he didn't score, and I'm sure we'll get on to discuss that. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the game overall? I thought, first, again, how many times I said this last season, first 20 minutes... We were class. We absolutely dominated the game. It might have been 20 minutes up until they scored. It was just complete control. They were moving the ball so well. I remember I remember talking to people and I said, oh, they look so sharp. Yeah, they were moving the ball. And then, again, stupid, stupid goal to concede. Terrible defending. First shot on target, 1-0 down. I just think, here we go again. It's the same as last season. Um, but in all fairness, they, 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 did, they did keep playing. They had a couple of chances. And uh, Darling scored a wieldy. From nowhere, just didn't. Expect what a way to introduce it. yourself! Didn't expect that at all. But to be fair, like we need, we needed, we desperately needed someone like that who will have a crack. Yeah, centre back. When, no, it is though, because like again, they went one nil up. They were just parked behind the ball for the rest of the first half. Um, actually, they should have scored the second goal after they scored the first one. Right after, so we could have been two 0 down. But then after that, we um, yeah, we played quite well, and then Darling scored the worldie. And then uh, I think it was pretty even, I think, second half. I think yeah, the draw was probably even. fair, apart from the Oberfemi chance. Yeah, draw was probably fair, but I think we could have definitely won the game. Uh, yeah. But you can't argue with the draw. And the draw away is always a good result, especially first game of the season. I think it's more important to not lose the first game of the season rather than like get the win. I think it's more important to not lose, especially when you're away. Yeah, um, You can always build on a draw away. Yeah, it's, um, um, it's a bit of a banana skin always, though, a newly promoted team coming back up yeah. and going there first game of the season where you're not quite, you know, no one's quite up to match fitness. They, so it's, um, I'd say you take a draw on the road all day, but... Yeah, yeah definitely. Think, and you could tell way. everyone was a bit, like, rusty in the league because I think every single game there was not more than three goals scored, like a 2-1, for example. And I think it was only one game where there was um, three goals and then... A few had two and then a few one nils, and it was just a very low scoring round football in the championship. I'll, I'll get it up now just to like uh check, but yeah, so Hull City beat Bristol City 2 1, which I think was the, the biggest scoring game. And then there was only two other teams that scored two goals sorry, one other team that scored two goals, and that was Millwall. No one else scored two goals, so Hull and Millwall. So yeah, it just says it all. Yeah, it is. It's, it's hard to judge the first game of the season, isn't it? It's really hard to judge yeah. where you are. So it's really, yeah, it's a bit of a dodgy one. I think a lot of people are quite tentative, though. There's a lot of draws. Um, yeah. And people just, like I said, they, I think a lot of people think it's more important to not lose the first game. Um, it seems yeah. like a lot of people felt that way. But anyway, going back to our game. So let's talk about the first goal, because it did come quite early. And you said it was disappointing, looked like a defensive mistakes still let a little bit it is early days with our new defenders so the two of them sorry three of them that played this game Matthew Sorinola on right wing back sorry left wing back Harry Darlin left centre back and Nathan Wood right centre back Norton stayed in the middle and Latavoldi yeah. was playing right wing back looking at the goal because I watched the replay quite a few times and even slowed it down I know Norton gets the, the first header which is the touch but there's three Swansea players on the one Rotherham player that that is in that area. So obviously it's a long throw in yeah. going to the Rotherham player. I'm not entirely sure who it is. Norton actually wins the ball because he's under so much pressure getting pushed from like I think the players behind him. Yeah. It's a really bad contact and kind of flicks it on to the second Rotherham player who ends up scoring the goal. Um so that was Og Ben. Yeah, I'm not really but... sure who's at fault, though. I think maybe a bit of everyone. But Latabodia, for me, you probably don't notice he's there unless you watch the replay as much as I did. But he's literally, like, irrelevant in that defending period. He's irrelevant. I don't understand for a centre-back 
how can you consider yourself a centre-back when he's dealt with that the way it is? And yeah, Norton got the bad touch. But if you watch the replay back, Latabodia is basically underneath all of the players, just just there, doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, I, I, I was I was so pissed off at that because it's just like so put a long throw in again. I just I wanted to I, what I wanted to see was just have to be more solid straight away because that was the one thing last year that was um, you know it was lacking. We conceded goals for fun, so to concede a goal like that first game of the season, I was just thinking. You know, here we go again. But in all fairness, it's still, it's, it's still hard to judge the first game of the season. Like you said, there's two yeah. new defenders there that have got a gel in. So I won't be too harsh. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know whose man it actually was because, like I said, there's yeah. three of them marking him or if they're doing his own or marking or whatever. Um, but but I see, it seemed like it was like Darling's man. But I think because of the flick on... Gino well, it wasn't Darling that was there, though, was it? it was, um, yeah, it was Darling that was like touching him when he, oh, okay. he just gets up in front of Darling and flicks it on. It's not his fault because he's just like he can't do anything about it because the ball's in front of him. He's goal side of his player, which is where he should be. It's just that flick. Oh, you mean you him. mean the guy that scored was next to Darling? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on about the the little bit before with the flick on. Uh, I feel like that's where the the main problem is. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and there's three of them there, so Norton is like not goal side, maybe. Maybe that's the big problem. But then you've got like Latabodia's coming in and just like I said, he's kind of like, I don't know, a little kid running through the legs of, of the adults. That's what it seems like the way he's acting in that defensive period. Uh, yeah. so you've got Norton there trying to like back into the, the attacker. The attacker's obviously trying to push Norton forward, which is why Norton gets a bad touch because he can't get the good contact because he's stretching. Um, and then Wood kind of dives in from the side late. I misses completely, yeah. and I think that might even even helps the player push Norton out the way, the way that he jumps in. So it's just shambles yeah. from from all parts, really. I'm not really sure like who should take the bulk of the blame because if it was just one man defending your one man, which it probably should be, um, maybe we wouldn't have even had the problem. But uh, yeah, it's just a, a mess, weird one. It? Just a mess yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah, and I think. Um, Andrew Fisher in goals didn't have any chance to save it either. No, oh no, no, he had no chance. There's no way he's getting that. No, well, disappointing start anyway. But um, as you said, continued to perhaps play quite well on the ball. Nearly conceded second, but um, weathered the storm and took control again before getting the second. Um, find it quite funny. It was an assist for Mac Grimes, but people were already. <laughs> slating Mac Rhymes on social media because he got man of the match. And well, the Swans man of the match went to Mac Grimes. I don't know if he was the official one. And they had the comments no. like, oh, man of the match because he got a five yard pass assist. Like, what a joke. But like, the stats were four key passes created, one assist, whatever his accuracy were. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got people in the comments like, Oh yeah, well you're obviously going to get this accuracy when all you do is five yard passing, and then you can't really count an assist from five yards. All right, what about the four key chances? Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. they were buried, but he still created those chances, which obviously weren't five yard passes. But like, why are you just not acknowledging that stat? Because it's it just going to be the great. It's just going to be the great mystery in it forever for as long as Matt Grimes plays for us. I just don't. I, don't I just get don't it. get it. I thought he had a He's good so game. Solid. Oh yeah, he did have a good game. Yeah. Again, he just picked up where he left off last season. Solid. He's doing what he's asked to do: is to Passing control well, the ball in the middle the ball and pass it around. Again. Like he's not there to play a John Joe Shelby fifty-yard ball up the pitch. That's oh. not what he's in the team to do. He's in the team to pick the ball up from the defenders and pass it to the other people further up the pitch or next to him in midfield. Yeah, I'd say oh, it's just like, <clears> um, and people won't admit it again, but he is he is Leon Britton. That's yeah, I didn't see Leon Britton doing any of these. Uh, these other no. things and getting all no, these exactly. assists to do. No, no, exactly. He was he was the master of a five yard pass, but apparently that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, he obviously put his heart and soul into Swansea, and everyone loved that. And everyone, and I you know, I really enjoyed Leon Britton, but I don't understand how you can enjoy a player like Leon Britton, but then give Mac Rhymes so much stick. I just don't understand it. But anyway, yeah, we're in the first episode, and we've already started. We're going to be saying that. We're going to be saying that all season. Um, yeah, so he just passed to Darlin, and it obviously, 
I don't think the intent was to get an assist here. We'll acknowledge that, but it was an assist nonetheless. Huh. As Darlin yeah. released, uh, well, a bit of a boot of a shot. What's um, right? Into the top sort of right corner or right-hand side of the goal, maybe not quite a top corner. Uh, yeah. But the keeper had no chance. Oh, it was a screamer. Just wasn't expecting it at all. Again, been crying out for somebody. Yeah. Preferably a midfielder that will hit one from, from range and hit the target. But if he's going to bomb forward and do that, that's fine. I mean, he got 10 goals last year. I was going to say, 10 goals last year. And it's usually like highlights of him playing. And he's like, he's in the box. He's making runs from centre-half up into like the six-yard box. So Definitely suits the style based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, a very good goal. When he sort of shaped up to hit the ball, I was like, "I've got you a goal, Rose Z, but <laughs> back of the net." So, uh, can't complain. I think if you watch the video we released um, before this one, it's a pre-match video where I speak to Rovers chat ahead of the next game. Uh, he was talking about him watching the highlights for the league, and he said he saw Harry Darling's goal, and I think Blackburn scored quite a good goal themselves, a curling outside of the box goal last last week. Uh, and he said, like, he was like, "Oh, that's definitely going to be goal of the week." And then he saw Darling's goal, and he was like, <laughs> "Never mind." <laughs> Great way to start, though. I mean, talking about a ball playing uh, defender. I don't know if we'll come on to individual performances later, but he looked solid to me. Yeah. I think he, he did have a good game. I think he was a lot more solid than Nathan Wood was the other side. Not saying he had a bad game necessarily, but I think Darlin looked the better player. I was yeah, I was surprised with Wood though. I thought didn't really know you know what we were gonna get with him, but I thought he played quite well on the ball though. Yeah. Especially now. Like I say, he wasn't like bad, but minutes. the other one stood out is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Darling looked good on the ball. But I will I was I was like pleasantly surprised with Wood because that especially in our first twenty minutes, he was getting on the ball and he was he was making runs and he was overlapping Lat board yeah sometimes as well. I thought he was I thought he looked good on the ball as well. So I think like if they can obviously they need more game time, but I was quietly impressed with all the back three there. Obviously Norton again. Yeah. Was class was solid. Well while we've touched on the other the new players, let's just uh, talk about Soranola as well. Okay. Um a bit of a hit and miss game for him, maybe he's definitely got more to show going forward. I I gotta be honest. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to judge him first game of the season. But I thought he was poor. Yeah. I watched the game and I just thought he was poor. There were so many, but there seemed to be so many times where like somebody was passing him the ball and he was running the other way. So maybe yeah, that could just be gelling. like he needs to gel. Yeah, uh, and he got, he did, score. Yeah, he did get into some good positions as well, but then his like final delivery was awful. But and he nearly scored one, by accident. Yeah, there was there was one moment in the second half where like he loses the ball. And then he's just really casually like, oh yeah, I've like lost the ball. Um, but the ball, like, someone was there to be one, one, wasn't it? Like, and he it could have turned one and, and got it, yeah. Go back for it. Yeah. And gets booked, and then he takes him off then. But, you know, it's early days, his first game. But, uh, yeah, um, definitely didn't play as well as he, as he as he can, hopefully. It'll be interesting to see if he keeps Ryan Manning out of the team. Yeah, but this is what I don't get. Like, I was convinced you'd play Manning. Left wing back and Soranola right wing back. I thought that as why well. Would obviously, play, trusts why would you board, not yeah. play specialised wing backs in their position? I, I don't know. Are they comfortable on the right? I mean, I don't know. Well, you could even move as Norton back as to the right. Got we'll Cabango back this week. Do you think you'll you'll move Norton back to the right? Uh, no, no, I can't see it. I think Norton is going to be in there, and I think it's going to be between Wood and Cabango. Yeah, but I'd I'd rather. Put Darlin in the middle, put Cabango where he is, put Norton right yeah, back. Maybe and play, that's the plan. Then play Latabodia right back. I'd rather. That's that's probably got to be the plan going forward anyway, because we said like Norton's not going to be around forever. Yeah, so I maybe. think Darlin in the middle is probably <clears throat> the plan for the future. Be interested so anyway. I, I don't want to slate. I don't want to slate Latabodia as well because I think <clears throat> he's solid. Like he's good. He's good. Like. On the ball, he's tidy, but he just he gets in the good position, and he just hasn't got the final product. Yeah, I don't want to slate him either. I'm you know, so he's centre back by trade. I think he's just one of them players that's like unlucky in the way that he's a centre back, but he's not really tall enough. Yeah, he can't. He hasn't got the skill to be like the right wing back that we are after. Yeah, so he's kind of a versatility player for us. But yeah, yeah. I'm not slating him, and I thought he, he was he was solid. Okay, in this game, but. 
if we have aspirations of like looking at the playoffs or going up, yeah, and yeah. in this system, relying on the wing back roles to be creative and get in dangerous spaces, then we need to get someone there that can do the proper job. And he I, can't no, do I that. I agree with you 100%. And that's why, and not, yeah, it's not taking that on him. It's just frustrating that he plays, he has to play a centre back, a right wing yeah. back. Because there were so many times on the weekend where, um, like Perot, for example, was great again. He was getting on the ball in that deeper position, but he was like double marked most of the game. They obviously know. Yeah, obviously you've got a Christie or Led up pushing up the line. You need you need an outlet out there because like the ball was going wide, and you just needing someone to take some attention away. Like I always remember, like you know when we first got promoted that championship season, when you had Dyer on the wing, and he would just, oh, he would just like terrorize defenses. So they double mark him. And then obviously we had Sinclair on the other side. You can't double mark them both. Yeah. Um it's yeah, you know, it's just you need you need we need to have a bit more creativity on the wing to take attention away from Perot in the middle. Yeah. And and even like we saw in the in the end of last season you had Cameron Congreve covered there. Maybe that's an option yeah. going forward, but like I'm not sure how maybe if they've worked on that much in pre season. He's on the bench here, but um, it'd be interesting. Like if Especially maybe in our way. I understand it away. You want to maybe have the more defensive routes. But at home games, if we're struggling for creativity, I wouldn't mind taking the risk of having someone like that there who isn't primarily a defender. But going up the other way, they're gonna scare defences. I tell you what, if we could have someone like Led back on loan. That'd be dangerous. Led or Christie, who do you Con Roberts? Well, I don't know. To be fair, Christie and Led when they played for us last season were both class. Yeah. Um so I can't really can't really complain. I do feel like there may be something else to come from the transfer market. Yeah, you think, yeah, yeah, I think um, so. I think so. Got a couple of weeks left, is it? Three weeks? I don't think we can play the rest of the season with um Lat Bodia and a right wing back. When does it end? Is it the end of August? End of August, I think, isn't it? Yeah, like three weeks left then or four weeks yeah. even. It's yeah. a long time really when we've started the season now to have the transfer window open. I'm not a fan of that. No, it's where it is long, isn't it? Because you think like you wouldn't have that long now, right? We only got to hold on to our players for a little bit longer. Remember the year we got relegated and Federico Fernandez played the first game and then he left. Yeah, yeah. But now we could have like five games under our belt before Peru potentially goes. I t- I'm still sticking with it. He's going on deadline day. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm just ready. Apparently, the Brighton interest has cooled. And they were. They're not. Yeah, I, I'm, until that transfer window shuts, I'm not. I think it could go quiet though. Like. There's not many clubs in the Premier I don't think that are searching for a last-minute striker. I know Chelsea are, but I can't see them going there. Premiership um, clubs have been quite, Premiership clubs have been way too quiet for me at the moment. <clears throat> I think when the season starts this weekend now and stuff happens, I think they'll they, there'll be bids coming in everywhere. There'll be players well, coming in. He's got to go to just a Prem club, yeah, and it'll be he'll have to. What was Downs? Twelve. Yeah. So he's minimum twenty for Peru. Yeah. I mean, based on McBurney, like he had one season for us, really, where he scored not as many as Peru. Yeah, I think um, I think a club will come in on deadline day with a desperation bid. I think that they'll probably want to take. The, the problem I have because I'm not, if we get that money for him, I can accept it. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I have with the deadline day departure is how do you replace him? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem I have. And and maybe you don't replace him with one player. Maybe you buy a striker and you buy a right back. But it's just not much time. That's 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 the problem I have. So they've done well so far this season, this this transfer window in terms of holding firm. They've got a good fee for downs. And we have to credit because we criticised a lot with the way they've handled recent departures. Connor Roberts, Jamal Lowe, uh, Joe Roder, maybe not getting the maximum after them. And they, they, they've done quite well with downs after one year. So we'll see. I don't want to like get excited too soon, but it seems a little bit better at the moment. No, we'll see. I think way around. if I if he go if he doesn't go, it's the last we have to go up to keep him. That's the bottom line. If he doesn't go, we have to go up to keep him. I yeah. I I'm just I'm still in that mindset that he's going. So anything else is a bonus. Yeah, look, if he does, he does. I'm I'm I've accepted that. I'm just saying like. You know, he's still here at the moment, so let's let's yeah. take it how it is for now, and then yeah. and then we'll deal with what comes. But um, yeah, going forward then, as so we've spoken about the two goals in this game now, a little bit of chit chat in between. Um, second half, 
obviously there wasn't any goals to talk about. But we did see, and we touched on it earlier, it should have been another goal. Um, Joe Perot, actually, the man that created this with a run from the halfway line, showing that he's not just about finishing, but really nifty actually on his feet. Really good dribbling. Um, he'd taken players on with like some close ball control as well. It wasn't just like run, hit the ball and run. It was some close uh, ball control to sort of take players on. He is class, mind. We were looked yeah. like we needed um, like a bit of creation and he was just dropping deeper and deeper and picking up the ball yeah. and making things happen. I, he was class. Low cross Dead. across the box, which I think yeah. must have caught over Femi off that actually got to him because it was a defender just just ahead of him, wasn't it? Which isn't an excuse at all, but like it goes to tap it in, but it like hits the back of his heel and then just kind of goes parallel to the goal line, doesn't it? And just it was so bad. That miss is just so bad. I yeah. I think it's complacency. He was kind of celebrating before he'd put it in, I think, in his head. It was so bad. I actually what I had to watch it back a couple of times, thinking that he might have been like trying to square it. You know, like to be a bit cocky, like square yeah. back to someone to tap in. Yeah, I he just hits the back of his heel. Just hits the back of his heel. He just gets it wrong. Uh, That's why I'm thinking, like, does he take his eye off the ball a little bit because that defender is in the way and he's probably. a bit surprised that it's got to him? But you've just got to be ready for it, regardless. Yeah, it's, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, it's, no, there's no yeah. excuse. But that's that's the only thing I can think that must have happened is he's like surprised this come through. Um, Maybe but he needs to put that in the back of the, the net, and then all of a sudden two one up, and it's a completely different conversation here. And oh yeah, we go on to win the game. Now you have no doubt. Yeah. We go on and win the game. But um, I I don't know. Even um, Obafemi was another one. I don't think he had a good game to be honest. In general, no, I don't think he played that well. His touch was way off. There was so many. Times where you touch like an elephant, just so that goal could have really helped him. Uh, yeah, and there was there was there was one there was one bit in the second half as well where Perot was played it into him, and then Perot was running like alongside him, where he's literally just got to lay it off to him, and he's on that left foot, and he's definitely on the target, and he plays it short. It's like oh, you literally just had to play it to him, and he plays the ball like to him instead of in front of him, and he has to check his run. Yeah. If you watch that back, I literally I was literally ready for a parole like curler in the because he's like running on to it. And Obafemi's got his back to goal. He's literally just got to lay it off to him. And the, the first touch ball, the first time pass was just awful. There was um there was another chance, wasn't there? I think uh, Felton laid Patterson off and he had a good shot save. Yeah, it was a good save, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, and, that was uh, a good opportunity. As a as a positive as well, thinking about that, Fisher made some good saves as well. They yeah, I was gonna say chances. Let's not uh, discredit Rotherham. They did put up a good challenge and they did also have uh, a couple of chances in the second half. And Andy Fisher had quite a bit of stick last season. Not everyone was so impressed with him, but he did well to, uh, on this game. Um, he had a really good game, especially as a goalkeeper with his saving. Uh, he made some good saves. Uh, there's one where he tipped it over the bar as well from distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of closer range ones that he managed to, to get hold of and keep. So good performance from Andy Fisher. So that's good going forward. Maybe now he's had a preseason with the defence. It's a bit more stable there. But obviously there is newcomers there as well. So I'd imagine there's you know, we saw the mix up in preseason, but hopefully all that's done and dusted and they can build a good strong relationship at the back. Yeah. Um, other than that, look at the looking at the bench then. So it's not the most like you know, you probably look at some championship teams and the benches and think, oh, they got some quality there. But I did find it a little bit exciting. Um, it's not too much different from a bench we might have seen last season. But there's two players there that I was like, you know, I, I would love to see these a lot more going forward. And that's Ollie Cooper and Cameron Congreve. But neither of them got on the pitch, and I was very disappointed with that. I know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because that game was crying out for someone like Congreve to, like, just come on with a bit of energy and well, either of them—they're both attacking, creative players. Yeah, I think yeah, the game—the game was crying out for one of them, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Seems to be like that. Maybe he's just trying to—I don't know—like ease him in, sort of thing. Like not, you know, play him too much at once. But I just think put him on, like one all. We were sort of, yeah, you know, in the game. I think a bit of creativity there. We might have nicked the winner, but maybe and we didn't, didn't use all of our it. subs either. So. Maybe didn't want to push it and maybe concede at the other end. So, I, yeah, I we'll see. But if, like, if you got Oberfermi is not having the best game, 
You could put yeah. Joe, Joe Pro up front rather than on the right. I then, then, yeah. And then that's bring right, one of that's these right guys. I thought he should have done. Yeah. Because he um, didn't take Obafemi off, did he? So I thought, like, no. I would have taken Obafemi off and put Pro up front and then. I just thought he would have given one of them 10 minutes, but there we go. Especially Congreve, who got a couple of appearances towards the end of the season. But there we go. Even Liam Cullen was on the bench as a, as another striker. Like, let's try and get that winning goal, isn't it? Just chuck him on. Um, no, we had see what uh, he can offer. We finished that game with like 73, 74% possession as well. Just think we would have had a chance, but there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, Ryan Manning and Cham did come on for Soranola and Cham. Patterson obviously said Soranola not the best game. So we brought on Manning, which says to me that that. That position is like up for grabs from the two of them. It's not necessarily like set in stone that Soranola is going to be like first team every week. Uh, you know, Manning's still there and he's still getting a chance to show that he should be first team. Obviously, there was, I think, occasions last season where Manning did become a bit of a liability and Martin did not rely on him as much towards the end of the season, especially with Wolf being available. So now yeah. maybe if you can stamp that out of the of of the, of the game and be more reliable and consistent, you know he'll work his way back into the team. But he's got a challenge now, so I guess that's a good thing. Um, what did you make of those two when they came on? It didn't, they didn't really they didn't do much to be fair. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing to write home about to be fair. At that point in the game, but, um, yeah. yeah, they didn't change the game. In other words, no, if you're going to bring in Cham on, like for Patterson, who is one of the forward three, I just think a bit of raw talent from Cooper or Congreve would have just been better. I'm expecting big things from Cham this season. Now he's fit. Well, he should should be fit now. He's had a pre season. He's, you know, everyone keeps telling me how good he is. Did he do anything in pre season? I don't know. I feel like he didn't do much. I mean, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. He's just he's just there for me. He's he's alright, but he's nothing spectacular. He does come on sometimes and do things off a bench. But like I said, yeah, for me, sometimes yeah. raw talent just it just wins you a game. Look at Dander's debut, for example. It just works sometimes. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay, so anything else for this game then you said about the possession so we had 74 percent possession so you know in terms of the, the playing style as well it's truly embedded now he's had a pre-season so it looks like they're very comfortable on the ball so hopefully the chance creation and the defense will come um yeah last season this time last season we weren't at this stage at all so you know let's let's keep going in the right direction we had 14 shots against nine um but only five on target, whereas Rotherham had eight, which highlights the uh, the game Andy Fisher had. He had a good game, made a lot of saves. Let me just check, actually. Seven saves. So out of the eight shots on target, he had seven saves. Out of our 14 shots, we had five shots on target. So definitely shows that maybe Oberfemi won out in his best game, for example. Um yeah, not the most clinical from us. Yeah, they got a. Yeah, they got a. I know again, it's still only the first game of the season, so we can't. Yeah, can't really judge. But this was our problem last season. You know, seventy percent possession and only five shots on target. It's not like it's not a good turn for the amount of ball you're getting in the game, is it? No. And I, I like the criticism I had last year with Martin was that we were quite easy to play against. Not even though we had all that ball, is he like we were easy to defend against? Yes, exactly. Which well, we could have won that game, though, with the chances we did create. We yeah, did we should have won. I mean, chances. ultimately, the Oberfemi chance, we should have won that yeah. game. Like, yeah. I know Rotherham had a good chance after their first goal and it got saved, but the Oberfemi chance wasn't going to get saved. No. Like, no, exactly. it was a tap-in. No. Like, the keeper could not have saved that. So, um, that's the difference where, you know, both teams can say, well, we could have won it, we could have won it. Like, the Oberfemi chance was literally a tapping. Um, yeah. So, ultimately, and it was later in the game as well, so you'd like to think we would have held on. Um, I want to shout out the midfield. So, one person in particular, Jay Felton, so obviously, he was basically out of the club in January. Downs has now left. He started the first game of the season. I think he's well and truly back in the picture here. I know Joe Allen... Is going to be around, but I can't imagine he's going to start and play 90 minutes for the rest of the season. 
Um, and Felton had a lot of criticism last year because maybe he wasn't so accurate when he was on the pitch. He just he was a bit rusty all the time. He wasn't playing that much, was he? He's obviously no. had the preseason where he's, you know, they probably knew Downs was going for a while. Felton would have been then the starting choice to play alongside Grimes. And he popped in 90, 90% passing accuracy. For, so I think that's quite good for Felton, who last season people were saying doesn't suit the style. He can't do the passing football. Like it's not, even though he's done it under Graham Potter, or he's a Steve Cooper player. Like it's not, he's not right for the club. Um, he put in a good shift, I think. And it's good to have someone like him a bit more height. Yeah. And he likes to put in a tackle uh, in, in the middle. Yeah, I think it was solid. You need you need two solid players in that uh, in that hole, anyway. Because if you've got wing backs bombing forward and someone like Darling who bombs forward, those two are massive anyway. But all the stuff that they do will go unnoticed anyway, like Grimes yeah. and Fulton. So if you, do, I think if you necessarily don't notice Fulton or Grimes, they probably have a good game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's pretty much it for that game then. So. Yep. Going forward this week, first home game against Blackburn. And if you want to catch up a little bit more about that, as I've already said, we've released a new series called Opposition Preview, where the idea is it'll be a shorter video than the podcast, so something you can catch up on quite quickly, where we're going to try and catch up with like opposition fans from the club that we're playing, get some insight and sort of um, feedback from them about their club coming into the game. So rather than us like trying to find out information and say how, how different clubs are doing, we'll hear it directly from another podcast, for example, of that club. So it gives us a little bit more insight about the upcoming opposition. So the first one's up. So they managed to get one for Rotherham, but we've got one for Blackburn, so that's up on the channel now. Uh, but before we do touch on the Blackburn game ourselves, got a question. Um, seen as it's the first game of the season, Lee, and maybe you can give a good insight and your opinion on this. What is your favourite ever, or the best ever for the Swans, in your opinion, first away game of the season? First away game of the season? This one was quite dull, yeah. I mean, not dull, but it wasn't the most exciting one this time. I don't think you're going to remember it in seasons to come, I don't think. No. Um, so, what's the most, the best one that you I remember think, for think, a long time? I think the the obvious one is the five nil QPR, isn't it? Loudup's first game. I think that's an obvious one. Yeah, that would have been my um, my choice. To be fair, I think that's an obvious. Which was that was unbelievable because you you don't know you didn't know where you were getting new manager. Yeah. Some some players that we brought in were relatively unknown, like Michu and you know we we have like Chico Flores and these sort of players were all unknown to us. And then to to have that performance with Michu scoring the screamer as well. That's 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 gotta be that's gotta be top three. Scott Sinclair's last goal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, Scott Sinclair's last goal. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones now, some standout ones. Did I we have Man United? Did we? I think I I think and a lot of people will say the QPR one, but I think that Man United one, where it was um, Van Hal Van Hal's first game. Oh, Man yeah. United. I watched and it was that about... first game, like. As a full season, and they beat them two one. I think that's the best one ever. Because I remember I it was that all walk about my lunch from work. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was all. Um, I think it was just all geared for like Van Hal's first game, Swansea at home, and then it was the it was the first game of the season on TV as well. At half past twelve, the early kickoff, and then it was just all geared. It was like King Louis signs everywhere. All the build up on BT was. Louis Van Hal, new manager, Man United are back. Oh, he's going to be brilliant. And then little old Swansea turn up and turn them over. That that was. Was that Key and Sigurdsson? Yeah, that was the best. That was the best one ever because the first goal we scored was about a million passes, and then it came back and Key scored from outside the box in the corner. Yeah, it was a bit of and a like getting... the shot was a bit shit as well, was it? If I can remember, oh, yeah. it was just it was a bit like trickle down, Daisy Cutter. Yeah, yeah, bit of a grass cutter. But it was oh, oh, that was definitely the best one ever. Did Rooney score for them as well? I think. Yeah, Rooney scored. Yeah, yeah. that was that yeah, was, that was the best good. one ever. That was a but good I, one. I think there was, was two few, games. Was We've had a few good ones. though. I mean, like Sheffield United away was good. It was Potter's first game, and Dan yeah. scored late on. Everyone yeah, one nil one. down. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Chelsea away. I remember Ayew's first. That was Ayew's debut when he scored. Oh, the little back heel thing when he was on the floor and he got back yeah. up and yeah, Gobi him and Gomez and Montero rinsed Ivanovic. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that was that was a good one away. 
Yeah. I think those are the standouts, yeah, isn't it? I remember All a few of, where we've lost, yeah. though. I remember like Man City away, first Premier League game. Always remember yeah, but even that was still. Yeah, well, we were nil nil at half time. I think Stephen Dobby hit the post. Uh, we played the well. Half. They they played. I remember like first half. Because Aguero came on and just like rinsed us. Yeah, yeah it, it came in. and that was Volm's debut. It was again it was another unknown, and he was class. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, that was a good one. And I think did Leroy Lita might come on in the, in that as well. So. He might have, yeah. And then you got like uh, I don't remember a few where we lost. We had Charlton away first game when we got promoted to the championship. We lost two nil. Remember that. That was, I don't know why that sticks in the brain. I remember that was our first probably because you've been back to the championship after a while. Yeah. And this first one, I think we lost 2 0. We're like, oh shit, are we gonna like go straight back down? And then, um, Oldham away was good the year we won League One. We lost that as well, but Jason Scotland scored. That was a good away day, and uh, some yeah, good memories there. Yeah, it's a few good ones. Yeah, I would say the QPR one is probably the yeah, for me think... the best because I think that highlights the start of probably. It's not technically our highest finish in the season, but I think the Michael Laudrup season is probably my favourite season. Yeah. Some of the football we played. Um, that 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 season actually also has my favourite, not first home game, but favourite home game, which was against West Brom, where they played like oh, yeah. Pablo, Dyer, and Routledge as three rotating wingers behind <laughs> Michu and absolutely ran riots against West Brom. Yeah, and Lukaku scored for them. Yeah, that was good. That was brilliant. Yeah. So, well, yeah, good, good, uh, good answer. Then let's go back to current Swansea. Then, and we've got Blackburn uh, coming up this weekend. The first home game. So maybe we'll have a look at that question next week. The first home game of the season. So back to the Swansea.com stadium. Not sure if I'm going yet. I'm going to have a look what's going on Saturday and see what happens. But um, I'm guessing you're going to be there. I will be there. First game, can't wait. I think that they, uh, they be back. Have you got the same seat though? Yeah, same seat again. Same one. Yeah, my my, my ass print is in that chair. I've had it since <laughs> the stadium open, so it's there. Uh... When you when you retire your season ticket, you're gonna have to take the chair with you. I will. I will. That's my chair. But um, yes. So i'm I'm gonna try and go down i want to try and go down but it just depends what's going on otherwise i'll try and find another way to keep up to date with what is going on um what are your, what are your expectations ahead of the game then do you think there'll be any changes to the team i don't i don't i can't see him changing the team to be honest at all um i don't know i'd be surprised i'm trying to think who else could possibly come in if cabango's fit again i can't see him come straight into the starting lineup even though no. i'd be i've heard that maybe joe allen might Make the bench, he won't come straight maybe. in though. Like he won't be straight in, so I can't see any changes to the start. I think uh, Martin said he probably is too early for him, but um, yeah, we'll see when we sometimes it's a surprise. I, I said on the pre match, I actually went on the Rovers chat podcast, like their one as well as obviously doing the pre match for us, and I said to them I didn't see any changes in the team, uh, but one that if there's going to be one I could see is perhaps Ryan Manning coming in. For Soranola, maybe he's going to give them a, like a bit of time each to sort of stake the claim for that shirt. Uh, but otherwise, maybe. I can't see much else happening. I don't even know who didn't make the bench last week that could could come up. Like maybe, obviously, there's Joe Allen to come back. Um, does Kyle Joseph feature? Like, what's going on with him? I feel like if Liam Cullen's on the bench, then he's not going to be around. Yeah, I, I can't I think of anyone else because obviously Ryan Bennett is basically never going to play again. Um, <laughs> Get him in. Yeah, so I'm not. I can't see any faces no, that I recognise and miss it. No, I don't think so. Nothing jumping out to me. Like, oh, maybe Brandon him. Cooper, but obviously if Cabango's there, then he's not going to feature either. He'd probably go on loan when he, I think, before. Well, he's going to have to keep one of someone because. If there's an injury, like if Cabango wasn't injured, he'd be on the bench, and then you've got three centre backs. He's next. Yeah, I know you got Manning as well, but then you've got the same situation there where injuries are Soranola, and there's only one. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like you have to keep Brandon Cooper. If we're playing yeah, three centre backs, you need five I think, minimum. I think they've, got, I think they've probably got enough cover though. They, I think they might like Manning can slot in and Cabango rotate and Wood, darling. No. Yeah, but there's three centre back positions. 
Yeah, but if they bring in if they bring in another wing back as well, which they probably yeah, will. if they bring in a wing back and Latabodia <clears throat> goes Lata back Bodia. to centre back, but yeah, I think that's some butts in it for this. Yeah, we have to wait and see. No, I think take... that's why that's why he's still there. I think if they bring in a wing back now, I think Cooper goes out on loan. Yeah, maybe. It's a shame, really, but yeah, you know, I would like to see more of him. <clears throat> yeah, I think he deserves more of a chance because he started. I thought he did quite well last year, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he did all right. Yeah, the start of the season, and then he just fizzled out for him, but. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see much else. Hopefully, we get to see like Ollie Cooper or Cameron Congreve coming off the bench. That's that's what I would like to see in this one if we get a good game. Blackburn, though, they had a good start. Um, we obviously put them set bottom half of our predictions table. Uh, they got a new manager, Mowbray left after quite some time. I think I yeah. can't remember what, what the length of service was, but they had a 1 0 win at home to QPR. I think they, when I was on the podcast with them, they said it was a bit of a double game, really, but probably deserved to win it. Um, QPR also got a new manager, I believe, going through a transition. Yeah. So, a bit of a... Maybe you can't read too much into that game, really. Uh, a goal was by um, Lewis Travers from midfield, so like a little bit like Darlings, you know, a bit of a screamer. And So hard this time of the season to judge. Teams. Yeah. The assist was from former Swan Ryan Hedges. So yeah. he's probably going to start in a central attack in midfield role. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's one for your betting slips. If you did want to bet on the former Swan scoring, he is likely yeah. to start. Um, obviously, some of the other threats, I think the obvious one is Ben Barrington Diaz. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, but he's playing him on like the right, I think. Or the left, sorry. Rather than like a striker. I thought he was a striker. Was he like a attacker? Yeah, more of a striker, I think. I well, was last year. Yeah, according to Sofa School, they played him as like left winger. So maybe he just joins the attack and when I go yeah. forward. And maybe he's a bit like are you where he has a bit of a free free role. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they've obviously made a couple of sign ins. You've got Callum Britton right back. Uh, yeah, probably be one to watch out for as well. Good Otherwise, time. be a good battle between John Buckley in the middle and Mac Rhymes. But um, yeah. yeah, it should be a decent game. I, I think we're going to start slow. I do. I think it's going to take us a while to get going again. So I could possibly see us losing this game. But I mean, I don't know why they. Hang on. Sorry, I just realised something. So I'm looking at the Blackburn QPR game. Are we allowed five substitutes this season? Yeah. No, I'm not new... to come on. In the QPR Blackburn game, QPR used five substitutes. I thought they put it back down to three, didn't they? Yeah, well, last year it was three. Oh, I don't go crazy I now. They... I'll, I'll have to have a look at this because I, I didn't thought know they that was that. Well, me too, but. They've definitely used five subs here. And it's not like any other rules, is there? Like injury or blood sub or nothing. Weird. Uh, well, yeah, they can do concussion substitutes now, I think, can't they? Is it? But, but I thought they went back down to... Because you used to have, be able to have, like, seven on the bench, wasn't it? And you used five. Yeah, there is seven on the bench now. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a quick one. Google. Um, I'll try to anyway. Oh, hang on. EFL confirm five substitutes rule change. Tenth of June. Yeah, they definitely used five. Yeah, so it looks like you can't. So we probably look like amateurs now. I didn't realize that was a thing, but yeah, in the EFL, yeah, they followed the Premier League's lead in reintroducing five substitutes rule. As of the 22 23 campaign, I don't like it. No, I don't like five subs. I think that's ridiculous. But then now I'm thinking, oh, we only used two, and uh, yeah, why did we only use two? I didn't get a chance to come on the pitch. Five but in, the, in this QPR Blackburn game, Blackburn only used one, and QPR used five. I'd five is way too much. You're changing half your outfield team. It's the rules that's, now. No, I don't like that. They don't think... do it for the Premier League teams because bloody Pep and Guard and oh, yeah, playing too many minutes. Pep and Guardiola. Oh, I like Pep the community shield, but I think the date should change. 
they're moaning after and they're like, oh yeah, we should have more subs because players are tired. No, it's because you've got multi-million pound players sat on the bench as well and you can just bring more on. Yeah. Well, so if I got, think... If your three 100 million pound signings don't work, we'll bring on another three and then some more. I think they should adapt the rule slightly. So three subs and then you're allowed five, but the, the, the extra two, you're only allowed for an injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's so like because I don't... I don't like it when um, someone gets injured like you and, use three subs and then someone gets injured. Yeah. Oh, but you'll have people like pretending to be injured. Then you know, they don't. Oh, yeah, my hamstring's gone. I, I guess bring like, you'd have to find a, a way of refereeing that properly. But I feel like that would be a better version of the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I just I don't like five subs. That's just to suit those teams with massive squads. Yeah, but they've done it all down the league, haven't they? So it's in the Championship, the League One and League Two. So it's not going to suit Man City down there. Yeah, there's no, there's, no, there's no excuse really all for us. Like. And and to be honest, right, that's the negative side of it. But you could look at the positives for teams like us and other lower league teams. Maybe it would give some youth players more of a chance of getting some minutes. No, it works. it works for us because we play... Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, quite often. So it works for players genuinely for like fitness and stuff. But you know, the Premier League teams they play 19 games, so they're already like you know less than us. I know they play a lot more games if they go in, you know, far in more competitions, but they don't play Champions League every midweek. No, that's only once every couple of weeks. But if you get to the top of the game, it's part of the game, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's anyway. a conversation for another day, maybe. Uh, yeah. The other player from Blackburn I want to highlight, which I'm not sure what his injury situation is right now. He was on the bench against QPR. Bradley Dack, he is still there. Obviously, been a danger man in recent seasons. Not always been on the pitch because of his injury record, but maybe one to look out for if he comes off the bench. Yeah, well, he did have good form before, but I think he's just more of a like a reality TV person now, isn't he, rather than a footballer? Is he? Yeah, isn't he got with someone who used to be on Love Island? God knows, I, I have no idea. They had a TV programme, I think. I think he's just more of a celebrity now. <laughs> but if he does find his form again, he was he was quality, to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I haven't seen any news or anything to discuss this week, but I haven't really looked either. So have you got anything Swansea City related that's worth touching on? No, nothing. No, I tell you what we didn't cover was that they brought out the third kit, didn't they? Well, I touched on earlier, I said with a giveaway, but yeah, yeah maybe give I, us your opinion. I, do we need three kits? Well, we've had three kits for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I know, but... Quite a while I just, no, Was I there... Don't. What colours are normal kits? We've got white and then second kit is... Orange. Forgot. Yeah. Well, that's why. It's because it's kit yeah, clash with all the red teams. Yeah, but they do that every year. They, they, have to bring out, they have to bring out a black kit just to play against the red teams. How about we have, like... You know. Yeah, well, well, apparently there was a kit clash against Rotherham, which is why they released the third kit for this week. Yeah, no, they do it every year. They do it every Maybe, year. but um, I do like... I, I only buy usually one anyway, unless I get the others in the sale at the end of the season. I do like Yeah, them. I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm, in, I'm torn this year, because I like the black one, and I like the orange one. Yeah, the black one I didn't wasn't too keen on in the pictures, but it looks more of like a grey. Like, not like a jet black. It's more like a, like a charcoal grey. Yeah. It looks quite nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I quite like I, I like all the kits this year, to be fair. They look nice. It just I do we need three every year? I to be fair, right? Look. We need I mean, I'm not that worried about it because if something that hypes the fans up, a lot of fans like it. And ultimately we're in a situation where any money we can get is good for the club. I know a lot of people don't want to feed the Americans pockets, but you know what it's like with selling players otherwise. So if it's gonna help a little bit then it's a big ask with three kits, though. I think, like, I like what Brentford did because Brentford brought their kit out last year and they said they were going to have that kit for two years. Do they? Yeah, so they've got the same kit that they had last season. Their home. Maybe kit. that that would be a good way of doing it. Three kits, but we're going to keep them for two years. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think they brought out a new. Um, I think they brought out a new away kit this year, but they said that away kit is going to last for two years now as well. Yeah. Fair enough. There is a little bit of news. It's not directly Swansea-related, because it's quite quiet, actually. I've just seen an article from Planet Swans that says, is this one of the quietest transfer windows yet? So ultimately, have jinxed it for us. <laughs> <laughs> what a joking, lads. But um, 
yeah, it is quiet. There's not much news. There's not much like talk about our players leaving. Touchwood. There's not much talk about any players coming in. Not really much to talk about with transfers, but we have still got just under a month left. But one thing I have seen in regards to the transfer market, which isn't directly related to Swansea, but Renato Sanchez has gone to PSG. Made it Swansea. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously, we made him. That move to us is he, made his career. Is he the biggest flop ever for Swansea? Um, I think you'd have to say yes because of the 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 hype around the signing, how big that signing was, to what it actually turned out to be. I think you'd have to say yes. Do you want to know? They only paid twelve point six million pounds to Lille for him. Twenty four years old as well. It's all quite young. God, he's still he's only twenty four. Thirty two caps as well. God, there we go. I mean, he's done well. He did well at the Lille, so he kind of got his career back on track there, I think. Yeah. Um, and I believe the manager that he played for at Lille is now manager of PSG, which is probably why oh, he's ended up going there. Um, obviously, he gets the best out of him, but maybe he's finally got his career on the right path. It definitely wasn't the highlight when he was at Swansea, that's, that's for sure. He was he was forced to come to us when he yeah yeah he was although I will say I do think that Carlos Carvajal was on the right track of getting the best out of him for that second half of the season until he got injured yeah yeah that's fair I remember he came back to the end of the team and he looked really sharp yeah I mean Portuguese links there maybe he just tapped into something that yeah that 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 helped and then he got that injury and yeah it was. um, Disappointing because I would have liked to have seen if he could turn it around of what he could offer. You never know; he could have been what we needed to stay up. That's mad. That is that season we started with Tammy Abraham and Renato Sanchez in our squad and got relegated. <laughs> because it's the squad. I don't think the squad was a squad that would have normally got relegated necessarily. I think it's because there was a mixture of playing styles in terms of the playing talent in the squad. So you had like you had like players that Hugh Jenkins was still signing for like a Michael Laudrup style, and then you had some players like Sam Klukas that fit Paul Clement, but then it just wasn't didn't mix and they just couldn't get it working. And then by the time like Carvajal came in, he was obviously like um, already doomed. Really, I mean, he nearly saved us. To be fair. Like we were so far adrift when he took over, he did yeah. a good job to get us back to even where we finished. It's oh, just because because yeah. he did get us out of the relegation zone, and then we ended up going back in. People get frustrated about it, but I think like you've got to remember where he took when he took over. I'm sure there was a stat like nobody's ever survived from being this far away. I think we were we actually got clear three points. Yeah, I'm sure we were bottom when he took over. Yeah, he got he got us out of relegation zone. And we played Stoke and Southampton at home, who were both in the relegation zone. Yeah, it was the Southampton game, wasn't it? We lost that game, that was it then. Yeah, what done it was, I maintain, that red card against Huddersfield, Jordan, because we didn't score a goal after that. Yeah, no, I think think you're right, because that was when we were ticking over. Yeah, because we beat Liverpool, we beat Arsenal. And like we were were still technically not relegated on the last day, even when we lost to Southampton. Yeah, um, and we still lost. Yeah. Stoke, but we needed to win like eighteen nil or something, didn't we, to stay up on the last day? But we, like, yeah. if we had got a point against Southampton in that midweek, we would have been in it on the last day. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe how big an impact that red card. We all thought it was a good point at Huddersfield when we got the red card and managed to scrape the point. But what it did was got rid of any momentum we had going forward with the link up between Andre Ayew and Jordan Ayew. The entire duration for his ban for three games, we didn't score a goal. Yeah. And it's just, that was it then. The momentum had gone, all the confidence had gone. Whereas, yeah. he doesn't get that red card. Maybe we sneak a win at Huddersfield and it, it's just, that's all it could have been. That's all and it rumbles through. Yeah. Yeah, fine, fine lines, fine lines of that. There we go. There we go. I think Carvajal deserves credit. And he was actually linked to the Blackburn job, mind. I didn't realise that. Yeah, he always says, he always keeps popping up. I didn't realise, was he managing now? Is it Braga? I'm not sure. I think it might be. I think he's managing Braga, but uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, well, I think 
that's everything I've got then, really. Anything else you want to touch on before we finish? No, that's me. So, uh, yeah, it'll be hopefully a good home game on the weekend. Get a win. Do you want to go put your neck on the line and say uh, prediction? Yeah, I think we're going to lose 2 1. Really? I'm going to say 2 0 win. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'm feeling good. I think it's. I think it's going to be a good year, but let's hope anyway. Yeah, not sure yet. Well, there we go. Let us know in the comments below what you think the score is going to be at the Swansea.com stadium on Saturday. Swansea take on Blackburn Rovers. Do you think we're going to win, draw or lose? And who's going to maybe score the goals? So let us know. Um, thank you for watching. As always, don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date and like the video to show you appreciate what we're doing. And we shall catch you in the next video. So uh, see you soon. See you. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. 